When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, Geekscapists. Welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And this episode of Geekscape is previously recorded from our holiday special. We did a 2023 live stream across the network. Our good friend Matt Kelly, who's in charge of the Geekscape network, was the orchestrator of all of this. And we raised money for Big Brothers Big Sisters. The link is still live. If you're listening to this in 2023, the link to donate is still live at tinyurl.com slash Geekscape Gives 2023. You can donate to our cause over there at Big Brothers Big Sisters. And we talk about it a bit here in this episode you're about to hear. Along with that, you're going to hear a rundown of the Geekscape Network, our state of the union. What have we like built in the last year? How has Geekscape progressed? Uh, it's kind of fun to see behind the uh, scenes and kind of look at where the network is and what the shows are and um matt and i have a lot of fun with that (laughs) um i love having our friends on the network i absolutely love building a home for our creative friends to do cool stuff together and communicate and collaborate and i also love uh making new friends as we've done in the last year and we talk a bit about that as well and then matt and i get into the goods of the genre talk uh, that you're here for, the pop culture stuff. So there's a bit of that as well as I talk about Godzilla Minus One, which I love. And uh, looking back at 2023 and some of the highlights of the genre stuff that was out there as far as films go, um, I think it was actually a pretty good year. A lot of people bemoan the uh, Marvel stuff and the superhero stuff and saying, hey, superhero movies are dead, it's over. Uh, I actually go back to the year and say, hey, not so fast. Genre films and uh, that stuff is still very, very, very strong. And I give plenty of evidence as to why that is true. So enjoy this State of the Union Geekscape episode and a lot of genre talk with my good friend Matt Kelly, taken from this past weekend's Geekscape fourth annual holiday live stream. Geekscapists, welcome to our brand new Geekscape podcast. I'm Jonathan London, your host. And if this is your first Geekscape, strap yourselves in for some pop culture talk, movies, video games, comic books, TV, all the pop culture that's fit to be stuffed under the hood of your cranium as we get to it and talk some pop culture. This is the fourth annual Geekscape holiday live stream for Big Brothers and Big Sisters. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you to go to the URL, tinyurl.com slash Geekscape Gives 2023. 
and check out uh, where we're at on our donations right now. We're starting our next block of uh, of of holiday streaming of cheer, and I got to tell you, our good friend Chris Fafalios loves pop culture. Chris's family; he's been family before Geekscape. He came from the band Punchline. And I first met Punchline in 2004, started Geekscape in 2006. Now you've got a bit of the chronology. If you're listening to this uh, later on the podcast stream on the, on the, as an MP3 um, or whatever, maybe it's on Spotify, well, enjoy. Uh, <laughs> this is taken from the live stream that Matt, Kelly, and I recorded Friday night along with the rest of the Geekscape network. And speaking of Matt Kelly, he's been streaming all day. I started this little stream with him at 6 a.m. this morning, but it started long before that. Matt's been working on this for at least six months, if not the entire year, putting together these uh, interstitials, these commercials, these guest appearances in these games from all across the Geekscape network and our huge network of, of friends. So I want to invite Matt on right now to talk to you live or recorded for the podcast to basically get a bit of the Geekscape State of the Union. Um, Matt, I was thinking about opening up the Spotify megaphone backend of the Geekscape network. I think you you and I are, are one of three people that have access to all the shows on the on the backend, but you really are the one in there pulling the gears and, and the levers. Uh, and I kind of wanted to go like show by show <laughs> and be like, be like, what is this? Because honestly, I found myself in a situation i don't know if you heard the live episode we did at la comic-con the, the panel episode did you notice that i was in a situation where i was like hey we just added all these different shows and i'm, I'm trying to lay the railroad track live as i'm on a panel of course and i don't i'm not i'm not working with a whole lot of brain power to begin with but i wanted to just start shouting out some of the shows that weren't the regulars, right? Like I'm always going to say, you know, horror movie, movie night, binge town TV. Uh, you know, I love one hit thunder. I think one hit thunder is like an adjacent. Sometimes it's on a live stream. It's a Geekscape show. Otherwise it's like, you know, a sister show or this is that. I just want to think about all the different cool shows we have. And it has grown like a weed in the last year. So aggressively that uh, do we do we add like categories? Do we do something where it's like, hey, if you're into this, these are the three or four shows that fit that category. If you are into this, there's eight shows. I mean, Bingetown TV is an entire hallway in the like it's an entire like wing of the mansion. It feels like. Does that make sense? And, th and then we got the Shane O'Hare shows, which is like the basement. Yeah, well, John, before we dive into any of that, I do have some really exciting news. Okay, great, great. Let's, yeah, pump the brakes. We are at $1,000 already. Oh, cool, means, that's great. Like, so, as I've been saying, I feel like the 3000 is an end-of-the-month goal, right? Yes. This is, like, the big push at the start of the month to get going. We are a third of the way to our goal within less than 24 hours. And I we are less that, than a third of the way through the month. Yeah. So I think that, you know, as long as we're making sure that we we pump that link and we uh, like I've been putting it in the show notes of all of my mm -hmm. podcast episodes when I drop them out there and just talk it up. I think we can do this. And, uh, you know, you were here in the beginning when we talked to Charlene and we discussed what the big brothers, big sisters can be and how it really connects with Geekscape uh, for the audio sake of this. If you're listening and you miss the live stream, tinyurl.com slash geekscape gives 2023 but 
Uh, I just I needed to shout that out. That just happened. And because we're going to talk about all of our shows, I know for a fact that the donation that got us to a thousand was actually from Kathleen from Bingetown, who texted me and said, we need to at least get to a thousand. So I made the donation to make it happen. Well, um, Kathleen, so- I hope you're watching because um, one of the things that Matt and I do every year, and I actually, as soon as we started the stream this morning, I, I applied for our San Diego Comic-Con hotel rooms again. And it, I would love to find a way to get the Bingetown folks out to San Diego or have them involved in any of the cool West Coast stuff that we do like this past LA Comic-Con this past weekend. I know that it's in October next week or next year. Sorry. Um, that might be a but, lot more manageable for yeah, me. I don't know, man. You're a big holiday uh, Halloween head. So that's like, dude, uh, Matt, I yeah, but every LA year, Comic-Con, LA. my birthday, <laughs> this live stream and the holiday travel coming up next week and all this stuff like, this has been psychotic. In it was. Crazy. That's what I mean. But, I I don't like coming out to LA Comic Con because it's almost always the week right before this live stream, and I'm like, right. I can't be gone for five yeah. days. <laughs> like, I, I, I see the I see the wisdom in that. Okay, so Matt, yeah. what I've done right now, I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, I've I've pulled up the Geekscape roster, and I'm okay. not going to include the stuff that you've taken on as an independent contractor as a podcast producer, the Matt Kelly production stuff. I'm not Matt Kelly podcast. I'm not including that stuff. That's Matt, Matt Kelly productions. Okay. So we got, okay. I'm just not going to count the Benchtown TV shows. I'm just going to like the Benchtown podcast. Like that's just its own umbrella. And, yes. I, and again, like uh, if the Benchtown town folks are, are like, if you guys are um, watching this, like let, we need to talk more yeah. um, because the amount of people in TV that I meet all the time, I think would be great resources for the folks in Midgetown. Um, I'm watching that Monarch show. I really enjoy Monarch. I think it's fun to see a, a show dedicated to the um, legendary like pictures, Godzilla era. And sure enough, our friend, Chris black, who was on, if you Geekscape has been listening to the Geekscape feed um, there, Chris black was on our San Diego comic con screenwriting show talking about um screenwriting and uh he was also on years ago with patrick fugit talking about a show called outcast that was on um i think they they were calling it cinemax back in the time or it was just max or whatever the rebrand was uh but chris is great and he's co-running monarch and it's a cool godzilla show i think it's a lot of fun um but people like that are i'm always like looking for ways to promote them on geekscape in bingetown would be a great landing spot for some of those interviews and conversations. Okay, so I'm just not going to include them, but let's see, Matt. Let's see if you have enough fingers for this stuff. But like, we got the whole binge town umbrella. All right. Before my time with Gelsey Laurie, which Gelsey, is yeah, it's been on a bit of a hiatus. Is okay. coming back in the new year. Uh, we've oh. already been texting, working out plans great. with that. Okay, um, cancel it. Okay, <laughs> it's gone. No, I'm kidding. I, no, no, no. I like that. I like Gelsey. I'm joking. I like Gelsey a lot. I, uh, she's fantastic, and I think the show's hilarious. Okay, Bulletproof Podcast is an action podcast that that I brought in, and I love those guys. They're, they were big fans of Paul's, and we were just talking. Campfire Ashes. What what is that, Matt? You're gonna. So, have, I'm, I'm auditing you. You know that. That's right? fine. That's fine. Okay. So Campfire what is Ashes. Campfire Ashes. Campfire Ashes. They uh, were part of the early portion of this live stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is my friend Paul who runs a cosplay agency called Ashen Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And one of his cosplayers, Justina, is also a published author of short, scary novellas. Uh, Every week they trade on writing a scary story based on some piece of like actual 
uh, urban legend and they will tell the short story and then they'll go into depth about the history of the urban legend or, uh, you know, cryptozoological creature or whatever that inspired that particular story. That sounds uh, they, awesome. Yeah, that sounds great. awesome. And, and bite size, 25 minutes, you get a story, you get a little bit of history and you're out. Okay, that can stay. <laughs> no, and I'll tell you why I like it. I uh Keith Trailens, who used to run LA Comic Con, he works for a group now promoting like the biggest LARP in Europe. It's in Germany. And this group is trying to make things stateside and and they want Geekscape to promote them. They wanted to send me like a ton of like cosplay and LARPing costumes and like wizard robes and stuff. And like I don't I don't know even know where to put that stuff. But I want to find ways to continue like our partnerships with groups like that. But knowing that I have a show like Campfire Ashes that has cosplay built into it, I think that's fun. Okay, Christmas 365. I'm not questioning that. That is a juggernaut. I just saw the numbers. It, they're already kicking up. I, you know what? From March to uh, November, I, I, I kind of question it. But then I look at those numbers for those acute winter months, and that thing is a juggernaut. Uh, we got Comics Decode. What is that, Matt? It doesn't have an episode yet. Is that a preview? Is that coming up down the pipe? Is that a preview that I just threw no, out there? No, Comics Decode is Garrett's last podcast that he released a single episode of, decided he didn't want to do it, and pulled the episode. We still just... Garrett, I love you. You guys have heard Garrett on the Geekscape podcast. He it was... Oh, my God. We joked that he's my ward. I love Garrett. He's now doing his podcast uh, independently, and I love you, Garrett. Um Come home if you want to come home. If not, you're out there like finding your way, like like Bill Bixby and the Incredible Hulk. Uh, are the Disneyo getting drunk and talking about Disney folks back? Are they are they on hiatus? So our um, one co-host Andrew moved uh, to like the other side of Pennsylvania for a okay. couple of years. He's actually moving to Lancaster next year. Uh, so I think we're going to start that back up because the problem is we've tried to do that show virtually and. Um, Got it. Part of the fun was them getting drunk on wine in front of each other. It was like okay. it needed to be in. They all need to be in the same place. It'll probably become a monthly show, though. Just kind of breaking down whatever Disney news comes out that particular month. Okay, Geekscapers. And I got to tell you, Geekscapers, we are, we are bringing in some really great numbers every month. And it's starting to it's starting to not just be the bigger five shows that were a part of this network. And what's so awesome about where we've been just in the last year, Geekscapers, is that the numbers for the Geekscape network have started to uh, work the way that Matt and I wanted them to work, where just the association with each other and shout outs like I'm doing right now, like maybe a, sh a show that I'm about to mention is something that you're like, oh, oh, I, that's coming down the pipe. I want to I want to I want to know more about comics to code. Just kidding. Not that one. But <laughs> maybe, maybe as you're, Garrett, I love you. Come back home. Uh, maybe as things are like maybe like we mentioned something and you're like, oh, I got to check into Geekscape and see when that comes back uh because because i think we have a lot of disney fans and uh that would be fun for them so so watch watch this uh watch this space uh double count out podcast is a wrestling podcast that's we, dead that's long okay. dead that Canceled. was that was i'm hitting uh, i think our last episode was in 2017 i think we okay. put out six episodes and called it it was okay we're hitting Derek, josh jackson and i but okay that thing has been counted out Yep. All right. They got the 10 count out of the ring gone. <laughs> the Dynamic Resolution, the video game podcast here on the Geekscape Network, just cancel that. All right. Moving on. Did, no, you, watch, <laughs> did you watch their segment? It was. Uh, no, I was working. Yeah. That was a was good call. Wild? 
Oh my god! It was so. Here's the thing: it was both the most disgusting thing I've watched, <laughs> but I also could not stop laughing. It so the setup. I think I told you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, like you could dip Oreos, not just in milk, but you're dipping an Oreo in different kind of liquids. And with those guys, I can only imagine what some of those fluids started being. So the the one that shattered no, me. No, no, no spoilers will be done on this podcast. I don't know, man. I don't know if we can put this back. I think this was <laughs> if you watched it, you saw it. No, um, wait, Matt, we got to take this episode. We got we to gotta isolate it. And we have to use it as a threat Shane to Santa. Vomits. <laughs> Shane like <laughs> on vomits. No, listen, listen. <laughs> listen. Rules are rule. <laughs> was was vomit one of the dunkable liquids? Uh, I think he almost t- so here's because the- I would then propose it then becomes a dunkable liquid so, once it's present in the game. So the best part of this entire video, which is no shocker to anybody is just the constant running commentary from Derek. (laughs) 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 And so Logan is saying that he, that like it tastes the same if he just dunks Oreos in different fluids and he's going like milk, water, worse, 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 worse. worse. I think this time they already tried the Oreo stuff on the podcast. So this time it was M&M, like M&M chocolate chip cookies. You know, they were okay, dipping. okay, yeah, you could leave those out for Santa. It has to be yeah. Santa, it was Santa it has to be something, yeah, it has to be yeah, something you'd leave out for in, Santa. They dipped it in uh, uh, soda, yeah. they dipped it in eggnog, okay, eggnogs, yeah. they dipped it in chicken broth, Fuck which that. may have been the part <laughs> where Shane broke, <laughs> oh, and God. then and then each one of them brought their own mystery, <laughs> mystery liquid to the to the arena. That none like of the Shane, other knew about. <laughs> Shane re-upped with some vomit. Did now they all had to do it? They all had to do it. They all had to do it. <laughs> uh, purple, yeah, purple zebra over there on YouTube. You called it. He said, "No, Matt, I'm getting that video." Okay, I'll see. Okay, if, Look, if you can, if you can go back to the YouTube to, channel, if you can go back to your VHS and start pulling clips of uh, <laughs> Derek brought sixteen-year-old scotch. Oh my goodness! Like, yeah, only on Geekscape, folks. The the Christmas cookie challenge. I think that's an annual thing now. <laughs> I, um, I hate to say it. I think that's an annual thing. I will shout out the other thing that needs to uh, be shouted out. It's one of the only shows that's not on our uh, megaphone and they just crushed their segment a few minutes ago Okay, is obviously Nate and bacon at 91 donkey lane. That's Um, the, no, they're they're a geekscape shirt. Yeah. They're a geekscape show. The poof, the magic game show segment that they just did is without a competition. They've done it every single year that we've done this live stream. Without competition, the best Poof the Magic Game Show segment they've ever done, ever. Uh, they're, so they're geniuses, and yeah. I loved playing it a couple of years ago with Katie and those guys because they're they're comedic geniuses, and Katie's a comedic genius. And then you throw them in with that, and I, I was just kind of like sitting in the back, being like, "Hey, every now and then I'll <laughs> say something." Uh, all right, um, we got what else? We got? Uh, I love the Fem Regard podcast. It's a great film. I love having a filmmaking uh, podcast on here. We got. Uh, I'm skipping Final Frontier. Maybe it'll come back. Maybe it won't. Flicker effect. That sounds like it's rocking. I'm really kind of going to leave a, a a bottom here. If you don't, if you have like less than 20 podcast episodes, I'm not going to really name you. Yeah. Flicker effect sounds great. Fright School. I know the Fright School 
kids. Galactica, actually, that's the Battlestar Galactica show. I'll cancel it. No, uh, that's the Yellow <laughs> show. I love it. The Geekscape Book Club. That's Chris. That's uh, Christian Blatt's Geekscape yep. Book Club, picking a different comic or trade every month and talking about it. Cancel it. No, I'm kidding. I love them. Uh, <laughs> Horror Movie Night. Love it. Jersey Goals. Thank you so much for bringing them into uh, into Geekscape. They're awesome. Uh, Marvel Movie Talk. Uh, yeah, somebody's got to talk about Captain Marvel if, seventeen if, times. There's, it's such a void on the internet. Otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> where can I get my people talking about Wait, the MCU? You know what? I look. Joking aside, some of those interviews that Christian pulls out of nowhere for for Marvel Movie Talk, you look at the numbers on the YouTube views, and it is very impressive what he's Agreed. done in a very short period of time with that stuff. Agreed. And you, we have. If you listen to Geekscape, the, the new Geekscape episode that we just put on the feed, um, that was awesome. Jeremy yep. Kuhn, who co who produced and co-directed the new documentary on, uh, I think it's on HBO Max of all places, but it's a documentary on the making and behind the scenes of the like really infamous Star Wars holiday special that they aired once and never aired again and had all the stars from Star Wars on it, all the bells and whistles, and it was awful. Yep. And then they made a documentary about it. Um, Matt Mania podcast, that's coming back. That's, that's a, coming back. Yep. T call, T call hit us up. And, and I think the plan is I mean, I'll shoot a flare up into the sky. Mm -hmm. uh, T and I are supposed to talk uh, shortly after this live stream. I, I just, I had to be completely honest with him. And I was just like, hey, man. <laughs> Let's let's talk after December eighth because I yeah. am I am drowning right now. Yeah. But I think the goal is that while it is still going to be him and G one to the rescue and occasionally Mega Ran, he wants to pull in all of the Geekscapists with podcasts who love wrestling. So okay. so Derek yeah. and Joshua get get ready. Dylan, not just, not just like, jo uh, Derek and Joshua are going to scroll all the way down and tell you about. The oh, the heart, the wrestlers. heart and joy of your life right now. Oh my God, I got to tell you, they've got this territory marks a wrestling podcast. My brother and Zach Schaefer, wrestling fans, if you want to hear like a wrestling podcast that is like, you know, historical deep dive into behind like the scenes matches. Yeah, and my brother, you know, he wrestled for Vince. He did his time, and now he's on this podcast with Zach. Uh, I love it, man. He's yeah, having a new you. lease on life. It's it's. My it's, brother's doing like a new era. He opened up this wrestling school in Southgate. They just had this preview night last night where his wrestling students were doing matches and it was free. They had a ton of people there. Like my brother is having this like renaissance and it's because this man, Zach Schaefer, who I was going to say, amazing. I feel like even as recently as your wedding. So a little over a year ago, it would be like pulling teeth to get Paul to actually want to talk about something wrestling. You know I what I mean? Try. Like, I try. I mean? like but and now and now like it's almost it's like the the twinkle in his eye is back talking about the stuff that made him love wrestling in the first place with these old 80s matches and feuds and and like he's, really he's, bringing his heart and soul back into it it's great zach schaefer guy i could kiss him zach zach the lego maniac as we exactly the lego maniac. <laughs> uh we got um what else we got we got jersey ghouls love them marvel too okay well let me go maximum mediocrity what is that so Maximum Mediocrity uh, has been on a very long hiatus. Uh, they're going to maybe come back. Uh, so their whole thing is we interview people who aren't famous but should be, okay. uh, where they just sit down. But they actually have a new show that I'm even more interested in getting okay. our hooks into called uh, Anime is Trash, where they break oh. down... Uh, some of the more popular animes and why they are a waste of time. Um, okay. And that's coming from two people who 
adore anime. It is from like that, that it's similar to what horror movie night is to horror movies where we love it, but we're critical of it. Uh, that's what they're doing with anime. They just, uh, they were over here the other night for a Christmas party and we're very excited that they had like officially put out their first episode. And I said, all right, after the live stream, let's get you guys moved on to, onto Geekscape and get that going. So that seems amazing. Um, yeah. I think when this live action avatar, the last airbender comes on, so, oh, like oh, I've got, I'm, I've got this guest, I've got this guest, Matt, who I met at the immortal studios, Wusha event. Yeah. And his name is Kifu. He has a character in Avatar: Last Airbender, the animated, like named after him, based on him. And I got to tell you, uh, he was the guy who all the movements for the elements was based on. He taught them how he like showed them how they should move and what they should do. So he's like an advisor for Avatar: Last Airbender. And I met him, and I was like, dude, I got to have you on the podcast. And he's like, I've seen Geekscape. I would like to be on. I will text you, put your number in my phone. And I get, by the time I got home from downtown, there's a text that just says, I am Kifu. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, this guy wants to be on Geekscape. Oh, that's going to be a crazy episode. Uh, if you, especially if you guys are into Avatar Last Airbender and martial arts. All right, we got more. Men in their 30s they are no longer in their 30s. All those dudes are probably in their 50s by now. That, Things been such a hiatus, hasn't it? But hey, that that thing deserves to at least get uh, remembered in time. Get remembered it's, in it's time, because okay. man, I know that you are a loyal listener. I've told Chris a million times that there will be random days where the "No Bees, No Meat" song from one of their first <laughs> episodes just pops into Yo, my head. <laughs> Chris Fallios, if you're watching this, Chris, I remember being on a a road race in Napa in a group of bunch of randos. Like I went like potluck on a van full of people like runners. And I was like, and they were like, Hey Jonathan, you got any music to play? And I played that no beat, no bees song. <laughs> and they were like, get the f- out of that van. Uh which I, for those of you, because this is a deep cut. This is a deep, deep cut. Chris, you almost got me thrown out of the van, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it- I, I'm and Chris, you can let us know in the comments if I have this wrong. But Chris basically just posted a fake Craigslist ad that he had free <laughs> bees and meat to give away, and that to call a Google voice number to to let him know. And then it was just a collection of the voice messages he got from people calling about the bees and the meat, and him saying that he's all out of bees, all out of meat. <laughs> <laughs> I think we bring that back. But men in their thirties, uh, I just remember they were they, they were like Jonathan. Uh, you got to be on. And then it went so long that I, none of us were in our thirties anymore. Uh, <laughs> what happened was Mike Sabosley posted it without Chris posted it with Chris's number, just like yeah. prank Chris posted the Craigslist ad for free meat and bees. And people were calling Chris, which is a pretty good prank <laughs> asking for the meat and bees. And now Chris had to go and make a song about it. That's a good one. Uh, my favorite episode of like it, that thing just became a juggernaut. I, they, they have an episode that just we haven't released out. an episode. In, I know in three but, years, Matt. Look that's at the power this of month's the back catalog. Oh, <laughs> I know this. that John Denver Muppets episode came out of fucking nowhere. I looked up and I was like, "How is that back in the top ten? And it just <laughs> rocked out. <laughs> uh, napping through happy hour, love it, love it, love it. Uh, playing with squirrels, a boy meets world fan cast. I, Matt, you, you wanted to go through every boy meets world podcast uh, episode you know again. What, no, I, I just, was ahead I of the curve because now, now the actual cast is doing it. I know, I saw it, and Which, I remember. Funny enough, 
when that when that podcast got announced, if you look through the history on Megaphone, the Plague with Girls podcast had a huge bump for a small period of time. <laughs> People were looking for it, and they're like, "Writer Strong lied to us." Here, here's a pretty funny um, story about when I just moved to LA. Um, my buddy Brandon from Austin went, like was like, "Hey, a buddy of mine needs to move a couch. He just moved in with his brother." And I remember going like just off Santa Monica Boulevard into this house and like helping people move a couch. It was Writer Strong. And like Writer Strong, I remember helping Writer Strong for like half a day move furniture because he was friends with my friend Brandon through some random Hollywood connection. And then I saw Writer Strong at like South by Southwest like that year. And we hung out for a bit and I never talked to Writer Strong again. But I definitely remember helping him move a couch. And when he popped up with that Boy Meets World deep dive every episode podcast, I was like, they owe Matt Kelly some money, I think. So the funniest, uh, a very quick funny story is that that podcast uh, did a live episode in Philly this summer because they were mm-hmm. doing, they took the podcast on the road and a uh, frequent guest on, um, on one hit thunder, Matt DeStefano, who was here for the one hit thunder music trivia contest. I love that, DeStefano. He, he went to it and he dressed as a character. He was cosplaying as a character from Boy Meets World. And he bumped into another friend of the podcast, Tommy Avalone. And he said, you know, you're one of the two people I expect to see here. It's you and Matt Kelly. And Tom Avalone very correctly predicted Matt Kelly doesn't leave his house for shit. (laughs) (laughs) Matt, we got to get you to leave your house. Look, I'll leave my house for something fun and affordable, but I'm not paying no like $40, $50 to go see a podcast live in the city. No. Hold up. (laughs) What were tickets? I think they were like 30, 40, or even $50, depending on where your seats were. Cause it was in like, it was in like a legitimate theater. theater. Yeah. Like, uh, Red or Strong, I demand that you come on the Geekscape podcast and explain <laughs> yourself. I mean, renting those theaters is, is expensive. I, there's yes. no way I have Red or Strong's number still. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love your head looking down to check. Matt, if I have Red or Strong, just call right him right now. now. <laughs> put the photo I'm gonna put him on. I was gonna put him. On, I don't have his number anymore. I was gonna put it on speaker and be like, "What the hell you doing, man?" First off, that thirty forty dollars needs to go to Matt Kelly because you ripped off his podcast idea. <laughs> all right, all right. Let's keep going on the Geekscape roster because this is for my own freaking edification. Find Ryder Strong's number, post it online, we, and say he, that he has some free meat and freebies. Mike Mike Sabosley, <laughs> Mike Sabosley, if he could find Ryder Strong's number, uh, my writer's going to be like, "I still have your number. What the hell are you doing?" Uh, superhero stuff you should know. Uh, what a I, what an wow. unexpected juggernaut for us as well. Like, and I gotta tell you, I loved, Ben. Yeah, I loved hanging out with Ben Juan all weekend. He was awesome. He was at he was on our panel, and I and I just met Ben at a screenwriting event, and he had watched some of my hosting at conventions. We talked Geekscape, and he said he did this podcast about un like let's say like lost uh, media, the, basically like a yeah lost media like like. So for with superhero, like if you're the like, what happened to like the third idea for a Tim Burton Superman movie or or a Batman movie? Like, what would if Tim Burton had not left the Batman franchise? What would that third movie have been like? And so, he, they make it, and they find out about it, and they like they they give you all the factoids of like what they were planning, and they wanted to do Two Face, but ultimately it was like, oh, they, like 
what's his name? It's not like Lando Calrissian's not that big of a star anymore. Yeah. You know, so we got to get Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. And then well, the other, yeah, nobody wanted to do it. Something that came up on their segment. So they were kind of one of the first segments to kick off this live stream. They were comparing the Batman Returns comic book adaptation to the movie and pointing out where the differences were and what was based off of the original script when they were making the comic book and so on and so forth. But they pointed out that the comic book has a deleted scene in it that's in the script, but not in the movie. And that on a previous episode of the show, they brought that actor into the studio and they re-record it on their podcast, the lost dialogue scenes with him from like, it seems like it's a real like, time capsule of lost media it's not just like hey let's talk about this i was like let's find a way to like recreate and preserve some of the lost media as well of this batman return scene that didn't happen i mean didn't make it to the screen um what else we got here we got tons of there's so much binge town stuff i love it uh there's territory marks we've got um Let's see. I think we're we're near the end. The Roaring Twenties is is a Matt Kelly production. That's Matt Kelly production. Uh, we got uh, Tudor Latefi, who I love more than anything. Undiscovered scripts, movies made of paper. I was over at America Young's house I yesterday. Think they're bringing that back soon. Uh, we talked. Yeah. We actually talked about some new ideas, Matt. I don't mean to okay. burden you with new podcasts, but we talked about a new ideas with some of America Young's collaborators, women who want to join the network, and I love having. Yeah. Uh, a diverse network um and uh and we just kind of talked about how it could be sustainable because yeah. undiscovered scripts really has a lot of production value to it and you know it's a lot it, of work and it, but it work. does like i think one of the episodes like popped off a couple months ago out mm-hmm. of nowhere so it's it's one of those things where again that's that's the big secret that a lot of people lose chris and i both preach about it all the time with with we know podcasting is like if you're creating evergreen content like even if you stop doing that show you never know. You said with my favorite episode up too. Like you never know when just one random episode will catch fire for no explainable reason one week. Um, unstable topics. Uh, Great new addition. Show. I love it. Uh, weird algorithm. Cancel. No, I love the weird algorithm. Um, and uh, what should I watch next? It has six episodes. What is that, Matt? That's more binge town. That's another binge town oh spinoff God. series. Oh my! I God. know. I love you guys. Uh, white people problems. An OC podcast. There's 51 episodes of that thing. Uh, there's 96 episodes total of the OC. So it went. It was four seasons, but it was four seasons in the mid 2000s, where each season was like 27 episodes. Uh, are you guys gonna finish the mission? Yeah, we're gonna finish the mission. <laughs> you guys are gonna keep talking about the OC every episode. Well, until we finish the series, then who knows what happens? All right, then and it then, might become white people problems, a pretty little liars podcast. I don't, I don't know. We'll just. Oh my god, there's there's plenty of other there's plenty of other teen dramas that are just about white people's problems. Oh no! <laughs> like, uh, uh, and then um, Xbox Game Passengers is Derek's Xbox. I want that show. to come back so bad. I do too. I, I love Derek, and I love that he has an independent podcast and voice, and I would love for him to do it. But this that's that's on Derek, and yeah, I'm trying to. We will be here to support him. The only other shows that have not migrated over yet. Okay, what else? We We have more shows. Yeah, so we we said 91 Donkey Lane, Analog Jones, Analog Jones still hasn't made the move. A lot of that, I think, is just Stephen Bay having uh, Stephen Bay Bays, uh, which takes up (laughs) takes up a little bit a little bit of time. Um, 
and then uh, Waifus Weeaboos. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, our, so that... Our other anime podcast. That are our other anime podcast. And I think that's literally the whole... Roster. The whole thing right there. As of now. But Matt well, Kelly I, and I will be adding to it. And well, and Matt, I have a few... I have a few that I'm on... I'm working with right now. The one that I am very excited about, because of course I am. I'm, I'm Matt Kelly. Why wouldn't I love this? Is uh, this guy, Gary, who uh, I'm not going to attempt to say his last name because I will do a, pa- a terrible job with it. Um, he uh, he was in a ska band called the Backyard Superheroes. He is a huge fan of Geekscape. He's He like knows you, um, but he does a podcast with his friends called the Monster Rally podcast that is just about the history of universal monsters from the thirties, forties and fifties, where they're going through that entire catalog of stuff. And they're just at the point now in the show where they're like on the creature of the black lagoon, which is kind of the end of the original universal run. So I messaged him and was like, what is the next, um, like what's next? Are you just done the show? And he's like, well, no, now we're going to dive in to all of the attempts to reboot (laughs) the universal monsters from the sixties on like do the hammer horror stuff, do the like, so I'm like, Oh, this is going to be like a really cool deep dive into what I think most of us as horror fans entry level was seeing those old black and white classic horror movies and becoming obsessed with stuff like Dracula and Frankenstein Matt, and, hold on. Man and the mummy. Are we getting a little too horror heavy over here on the Geeks? Well, that's why we have to start our side sister podcast that's just a collection of horror podcasts. Here's the thing, Geeks. Is, horror is such a massive, like aggressive Market. vertical, especially yeah. in podcasting, that we'll break we'll take on all the horror shows. Uh we gotta get some of that true crime. What we need is Chris Fafalios to start solving murders or crimes or committing them. And then podcasting about them so we can get in that true crime vertical. Are you like, suggesting Chris pull like a nightcrawler? Like he's committing the crimes, but he's also reporting on them? I'm, I, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, Matt, that whatever Chris decides to do with his life, we would need to be there for him uh, and, and allow him to have a podcast here about it. And yeah. like that's kind of what we do for a lot of our friends. I know there are some friends of mine who I'm trying to get to have podcasts over here on the network. Um, I think uh, we clearly have a horror podcast in this cookie contest, the cookie <laughs> dipping contest. Um, but yeah, we can we can do this. We can do this. Um, so so Matt, speaking of monsters, I'm starting to think about my top five movies of 2023. You know, we 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 used to do this all the time, like on the website. We used to be really religious about it. But I was thinking today uh, about how rarely are all five of these movies that are my tops for the year genre geek movies but monday i went out the day before my birthday i was like f it i'm burnt out from working i've been writing two projects at once i want to go see a movie and put some more inspiration into my brain jellies and everyone was talking about this damn godzilla minus one movie and when people start hyping it up on the internet, I'm like, eh, it's a little too much hype. I, I doubt it'll hold up. I doubt it'll be, uh, you know, I doubt it'll be up to snuff. And I drag Heidi out on a night that she's tired uh, to go see this Godzilla minus one. And I tell you, Matt, the movie lives up to its hype. Nice. And 
And right now, I think it's breaking different Japanese film in America, like American box office for Japanese films. Um, as far as genre movies go, and it had like a limited window, which uh, I think a lot of the theaters were only playing it up until now. And now they're starting to think like, hey, how can I get this Godzilla minus one back in theaters? But the movie is awesome. And I think it's one of the top five Godzilla movies, period. Matt, are you paying attention to me texting? I, I no, Wait, no, no. I'm, I'm now you you're talking, and I'm like, shit. I don't even remember what movies from 2023. It's also my oh, my well, box. listen, stay with me. Yeah. Stay with yeah. me. I'm gonna tell I'm, you what I'm you need to watch. To These are the five you needed to watch. Okay, across the Spider Verse. That's gotta be there. Okay. Across the Spider Verse. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. That is a top five movie. Did you see that? Did you see I the did. Mutant Mayhem? I know. What yeah. the Matt? What do you even listen to Geekscape? You aren't going to take my recommendations. I told you to go see the Mutant Mayhem. And, 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 it was and out we of had, theater so quick. <laughs> Tyler Morden told you to see the Mutant Mayhem, the Teenage know, Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant it. Mayhem. I want to see it. You should have seen the Mutant Mayhem in theaters. It was awesome. It was. Those are two I'm animated sure. movies that are already in the top five for me. And I'm probably going to add a Boy in the Heron this time next week when the new Miyazaki movie gets gleamed across my eyeballs. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to end up having three freaking animated movies in the top five at the end of this year. It never happened before. But this Godzilla minus one is going to be in there, dude. This thing, Matt, you would love this. I know. It, I, it, listen, it, it, I know listen, I'm going to look. God damn it, Matt. Go back to the You know my phone. last six months have been planning this thing. Now I, I can finally do stuff. Geeks gave us... Please donate so this kid doesn't like <laughs> climb down a chimney and end up like a like a gremlin segment. Listen, <laughs> so so Matt, the movie opens and it's in the last months of World War II, and you have this plane coming in and it needs maintenance and it comes into this this island right, and these Japanese engineers are there to fix the planes and the, you find out very quickly that it's flown by a kamikaze pilot who is claiming a malfunction in his plane. And when they check the plane, they're like, mm, we don't really see anything wrong. Are you sure? And he's like, check it again. But that night when the lights go down and the sun sets, there's a Godzilla attack. But it's not like Godzilla we've seen on film. I looked at this Godzilla and I was like, whoa, they made Godzilla way smaller and he's lizard-like. He's like more like a raptor, but a big-ass raptor. He's big. Right. He's lizard-like. And you realize later in the movie, because like, and then and it, it kills everybody, but yeah. him and one of the other engineers, like, it just fucking slaughters them. It, like, and and he, they tell him to get in the back in the plane and point the, the 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 gun at it, and he and he and he blinks. He doesn't do it, and then they start firing and they all die. And so now he blames himself a for being a deserter and not being a kamikaze pilot that like then claims his own life. You know how kamikazes work. Yeah. And the, he also blames himself for not pulling the trigger on this mini god, this smaller version of Godzilla. Because years later, when he gets back to Japan, uh, he gets back to Japan. It's in ruins. It's like a month or two later. He's walking through the ruins. He goes back to his childhood home. His parents are dead. A lot of people are dead. And his neighbor comes up to him and is like, "What are you doing, Michael? Why are you here? Why are you alive? Yeah, you were you were a kamikaze pilot. You were supposed to, you were supposed to like honorably die." For our nation, my kids would maybe this maybe all of us would like they'd all still be alive if you had done your duty to Japan, and now he's really guilty, yeah. and he and he finds a woman and an abandoned baby and he brings them in and they start to develop this life together, and like the months go by and you start to find out about this Godzilla like it's now coming to Japan, and he's on this 
he takes a job sweeping mines in Japanese harbor, like in you know, in the ocean outside Japan, because there's like sixty thousand mines floating around, and they they're bringing them in, and while they're out there on the boat, Godzilla. Godzilla, but now Godzilla is way better, and Godzilla is like straight up chomping through freaking ships at this point. Like now it's the Godzilla we know, and he could have killed this thing when it was smaller, and so now he's got super guilt, and he's like, "Holy shit, I could have killed this Godzilla when it was younger." I blinked. I'm a coward, and now I'm coming after this Godzilla. And if there's a mission to take out this Godzilla, you put me in it. I'm gonna need a plane. Like it is an awesome movie. And you know what? Here's the thing about that movie and why it's good and why Heidi stayed awake the entire damn time, even though she wanted to go to sleep before we even left the house. It's good, Matt. Without like, How many horror movies do you see on Horror Movie Night where if even without the monster, without the killer, it would have been a good movie? This is one of those movies. Yeah. I could have just watched this dude in post-World War II Japan doing his deal, trying to put his life back together, trying to find some normalcy amongst the destruction, but it's got Godzilla in it. So it's an added bonus. It. So I think, Matt, we need all these movies to also have Godzilla in it. So the only way I'm going to watch this Killers of the Flower Moon is if Godzilla shows up. Gojira. Yeah. No, I like that plan. I Sorry. think we do this. I got to ask. So you've named four of the potential okay. top five. Okay. okay. So, I mean, here's one that I'm going to throw out that I think a lot of people forgot about because it came okay. out so early in the year. Okay. That Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Love Thieves it. movie was definitely i'm not sure about top five but definitely top i love that movie i saw it twice in theaters i rarely see anything twice in theaters but that i love that movie um god it felt good to just have a fun dungeon dragons movie and here's the thing straight from hasbro's mouth uh, a buddy of mine works over there um and he's like you know what our approach to dungeon dragons is we can let lord of the rings and we can let all these other companies, Game of Thrones, do fantasy really seriously. Um, if you if we do Dungeons and Dragons, we're going to make it feel like you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. So that means yeah. having fun with your friends and having a rip roaring time with some snacks and, and calling each other names and, and having fun. Um, but Chris Vallius agrees. He says Dungeons and Dragons is a big time best picture contender. I had so much damn fun watching it. Uh, Jake uh, Shane O'Hara says. You think our unhinged posting wouldn't come from the guy who puked in a ramen cup? No, Matt. Matt that uh, was the, that was. You can't have Shane. Shane, 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 no more cookie contest for you. Okay, everybody else, but no everyone else, contest. not Shane. Um, uh, I'm trying. I'm looking. Like I said, I'm scrolling through this letterbox to see, and like, what did I watch this year? Did you happen to watch? I feel like it did not um, get nearly enough credit when it came out. I don't think Apple TV's bad at pushing any of its stuff. Did you watch the Michael J. Fox documentary still? Yeah. Holy crap. What like like that that was a I mean it that's the thing that's tough about when you're trying to rank the movies of the year is you almost want to break it into all these individual categories. Because oh, like Matt. how do you put a documentary up against like Serena? Like Serena is about to go watch the Robocop documentary done by the folks who did the Robert England documentary. Yeah. That I had on Geekscape. Like enjoy Serena. Those dudes are yes. Gary and they're they're awesome kids. Um mm. I like the having those kids on the podcast. Okay, so we got still also Barbie. Gotta throw Barbie out there. Barbie was good. Barbie was awesome. Um Ooh, or, here's what a a movie that I learned through this podcast, actually. Pinball, the man who saved the game. Oh my 
listen, and I saw it, I saw it show up on some like big label, like magazine site, like a GQ or Wired or one of those, and they were like, "Here's the movie you've never heard about. That's one of the best of the year." And I was like, "Mofos, I've done heard about that." I went right up to those guys after the screening at a film festival and said, "Please come on Geekscape." Your movie is effing awesome, and the geeks gave us need to know about it. Pinball, yeah. the the man who saved the game, is a great movie. I love that movie. And Juan wants to fight on, on Hulu is a fun movie. Did you watch Brooklyn versus the Vampires? No, Vampires versus the Bronx. Yes, that this guy followed it up with a movie called I think it's Jose wants to fight or Juan wants to fight about a guy who's always ducking her out when his friends get in a, like a, a rumble. Yeah, and he's high school friends. And finally, he finds out that his mom took a job at a, at a nearby town. And he's like, you know what? I'm always ducking out. My friend's getting like a local neighborhood fight. I want to finally fight. And if you like stuff like 3 O'Clock High, which is a cl- overlooked 80s classic, 3 O'Clock High is amazing. Uh, you got to watch this one. It's on. It's a Hulu exclusive. And it is so much fun. And it's hilarious. And it has references to all the awesome... Uh, it has a lot of anime references to it. Like these kids are into anime. And what's funny is they got people in like their twenties to play them, but they're playing like younger people. So it kind of feels a bit like a lonely Island movie <laughs> where you have like people who are older acting a little younger, but they're all about anime and they all want to like Hadouken people in fights. And they're always, they're not great fighters, but they're always trying to do stuff like anime style and, uh, and one punch man style. And that's kind of the fun of it is they're, they're they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, but it's fun to see them try. Um, so I think that's a great one too. Um, it's been a good year. We haven't heard a lot about too many big Oscars contenders, but as far as the geeks go, um, this is a good year. For a geeks. lot, huge good. That's, I mean, as long as you weren't watching half of the comic book, content Miguel wants coming to fight. out. <laughs> the name of the the name of the movie of the movie is Miguel wants to fight, and I know there's lots of talk about the fail. Oh, the failure of comic book movies this year, but we still got Guardians of the Galaxy three, which I thought was really good. Yeah. I actually and, don't and think my Marvels favorite is nearly as bad as people no. make it out to be. In the grand, you heard my Mar- the, you heard my yeah. Marvels episode. Yeah. I mean, the no. Flash still exists. <laughs> like <laughs> in that, this movie gave us Blue Beetle. Yeah. Blue Beetle was so much fun. Blue Beetle I think Blue fun. Beetle's up there. For me, think, Blue Beetle's up there. I did. I didn't. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. But I think it's more for you. Like that is a movie for your community. Latinos. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's like I'm watching it. I'm like the Latino hey, Iron the Man. People, that's what I mean. I'm like the people who this movie is made for. I'm so glad that they have this. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my perspective. When people like complain about something like the Marvels, it's like. Yeah, but then just sit next to any girl who's like in all of what they're being able to see. You know what Did I mean? Did you like, see Christian Blatt's daughter's face when she took a photo oh with Miss Marvel? Do I we talked about well, we talked about it, Geeks gave us on the live episode at ACC because both Josh and Christian were, like were in line to meet the actress who plays Miss Marvel, and the line was like fifty hours long. But when Christian's daughter took this picture after the, she got her Funko Pop autographed. That pretty much tells you everything you need to know about how important those movies are for people. Uh, how, how the power of cinema for a community. And I thought like yeah. that pretty much justifies all the the Marvel this and that. Uh, Look, she when, loved you, it. when everybody's uh, when everyone's preparing to rewatch every single second of this live stream that they missed um, 
at the top of the hour on part three of the four parts that we release this in uh, Marvel movie talk. Uh, we, we show that picture. It, yeah. The episode ends yeah. with us showing that picture of Christian's daughter. And it's just, you can see what this stuff, like it's stuff like that where it's like, that is the power of inclusivity. inclusivity I, I almost yeah. got that word, right? That's right. <laughs> but, but honestly, like if you, people have to and it's hard you know as geeks we've grown up and we feel isolated and especially me like when i was in high school in middle school getting punished for reading comics and, and all this stuff and working in the comic store and i would literally outside the comic store window in high school i would be on a friday night doing inventory and i all the kids who i go to high school with would be rallying in the parking lot outside and i would come out and i'd be like what are y'all up to They'd say nothing, and then they would all caravan out of the parking lot and go to somebody's house for a party that I would hear about on Monday. And it happened without fail every weekend that I just would not get invited to the party. It was like, leave it, stay out of it, nerd. Yeah. Um, and and I think that things like bullying have been addressed a little better. I think people are still mean, and especially the internet is a horrid place. But you can be very isolated as a geek growing up and thinking, am I the only person that's into this? And, and over the last 15 years it's been amazing to see this stuff in a cineplex and yes some of the movies don't hold up some of them uh, maybe something happens in the assembly line of hollywood these movies don't always end up as bangers but if you have something that you don't like and you all you have to do is is like step outside of your shoes get rid of the geek isolationism that you've been bred into by the pain of rejection and just look at how it puts a smile on somebody else. And for me, like Blue Beetle was, I didn't think I was going to get a Latino superhero like that. And, and a part of me was like, why aren't they doing Ted Cord? And then I watched the movie and I'm like, oh, they totally did Ted Cord. Ted Cord's a huge part of that movie. And that white character, Ted Cord, can be in a later Blue Beetle as a mentor. But having like that Jaime Reyes character be the forefront, be at the forefront of a Blue Beetle. I don't think DC is going to scrap it. I think no. DC is going to going to keep it, not because it did box office numbers, but because it really resonated with a lot of fans. And I think it's something that people, are, I think Latino fans are going to find that movie. They're going to champion that movie. And I don't think DC or Warner Brothers can ignore that. That being said, did you see Geekscape friend Sean Gunn's casting news today? I missed that. What's his casting news? Our good friend, Sean Gunn, who's been on the Geekscape podcast. Um, and we know him as uh, from the James Gunn movies, etc. Um, he is Maxwell Lord. Ooh. I, I don't know if he's going to be in his brother's Superman movie, but Max Lord is who Pedro Pascal played in the Wonder Woman 84. A little bit of a... You know, Maxwell Lord is a bit of a... Uh, Lex Luthor, like billionaire industrialist. He's kind. Of, he's a bit like what's his name who runs Tesla. Um, Elon Musk. Elon yeah. Musk, and he gets a little bit of like power. He gets like a little bit of, of superpowers. He gets this gene that gets activated in him. Um, but ultimately, he's a bad guy, and he's a bad yeah. guy who who wants to use his powers to like use something called Brother Eye to like watch over people. And what's crazy is during one of the crisis events. One woman had no choice but to snap his freaking neck. And it was one of the big Diana moments because you talk about Superman, you talk about Batman, you talk about heroes don't kill. Diana ultimately, I think, put the lasso of truth on him, saw that there was no alternative and that this guy wasn't going to stop and that he was going to kill. And she snaps his freaking neck. 
Um, good news uh, from Purple Zebra and on YouTube says it's just announced that Godzilla minus one added twenty five hundred theaters in the U.S. and Canada, so you're going to get more of a chance to see that. Geeks gave us run out to see that. Please run yeah. out to see that. Um, so, I guys, there's gotta, lots of news, lots yeah, of comic say, stuff. We got to start to wrap it up, obviously, Please. because we got to move to the next segment with Bingetown. But I did want to just throw this out there as we're talking about all of this genre stuff. <laughs> we're just talking and nerd now. We're talking <laughs> so nerd. Geekscapes, so but, Geekscapes 4, baby. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds like next year we're, if I'm, if I'm understanding the news correctly, that because of the strikes and everything, that Deadpool Deadpool 3 is pretty much the only thing Marvel's putting out next year. Um, and if Captain that's America, true... I think Captain America 4 is... Or something. Is, I think Captain America 4, it swapped dates with it, but I don't think... I think Captain America 4 is pushed till November at the earliest, but Deadpool 3 went from May to July. Yeah, but and either so way, I don't think it's a bad thing that we're only going to get one or two comic book movies. As I, you and I, I think... just pro, like proved... Yeah. The comic movies are not the sale end all of what geeks get every year. Matt Kelly, you got to go see the Teenage Mutant the Ninja Turtles, the well, Mutant Mayhem. I'm you have watch, to It's top of my list. I'm probably going to watch the Mutant Mayhem. Plus. I think I'm going to watch and it you, tomorrow. You got to watch the, the Godzilla <laughs> minus one so that when Godzilla minus two comes out, you're ready. Okay. Godzilla minus one is the shit. Geeks gave us. I love that this movie is being released subtitles only, yeah, but it's fucking awesome. And mutant mayhem you got to watch the teenage mutant ninja turtles the mutant mayhem watch it with somebody don't watch it by yourself there's so many jokes that you guys are gonna be laughing at it's a it's an awesome time i my it's the best ninja turtles movie and i say that knowing the live actions this and that like it's the best ninja turtles movie seth rogan killed it yeah okay i forgot to tell you guys about the whole shane puking thing <laughs> in my intro but yeah that, i think that was for me the highlight slash low light of the holiday stream uh there's always got to be a moment every year with the holiday live stream and that i think was the 2023 moment uh sorry about the lack of a warning there in my intro and (laughs) a lot of puke talk there on this episode of geekscape well that's what we got uh there's been some amazing geekscapes in the feed go back and explore some of them i absolutely uh love the conversation that Christian Blatt had on this feed with uh, producer and director of the behind the scenes of the uh, Star Wars Holiday Special, Jeremy Kuhn. That's, I think, the episode right before this in the feed. Uh, before that, you have the live episode from LA Comic Con. And we're not done with the LA Comic Con content. The next two things you're going to be getting to close out this year are my comic book uh, indie comics fundraising conversation that was really a lot of fun and uh for all you screenwriters there's a conversation about the first time i sold how i kind of broke into the business first time i sold a screenplay panel that we did at la comic-con both those things are coming up on the feed so please share geekscape with your friends i love how much we've grown in the last year i'm looking at you spotify and i love how you guys are sharing the show i love the feedback i'm getting feel free to email me at any time jonathan at geekscape.net and of course look me up on all the socials look for geekscape on the socials and we have a bit more content coming uh here in 2023 but 2024 looks like it's going to be an amazing year so you're in the right spot Again, share it with your friends. Leave those five-star reviews that really help our visibility and really help us out. And hang tight for more Geekscape. All right? Geekscape forever. Over and out. Thanks for listening. 
You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 